You are listening to the Find Your Voice in English podcast. Hey guys, hope you're having a good day so far. My name is Nikki. I'm an English coach, and today I'm going to be talking about the difference between passive and active learning. Why some people stay stuck at maybe at an intermediate level or at a beginner level when they could easily reach an advanced level or even fluency if they just switch from passive learning to active learning. So, I guess let's first start by explaining why most of us stay stuck at this passive learning method. So we as humans will naturally gravitate towards activities or towards things that require the least amount of energy and that keep us in our comfort zone. That's something that I learned from Mel Robbins because she always said, you will never never feel ready to take that scary next step or to do that, to sign up to that new job or to start to speak in public because your brain is always going to be trying to save up the most amount of energy and keep you in your comfort zone because that's the survival mechanism kicking in. You are, you're, you're not designed to be happy or successful. Of course, if you want to be that, that of course works. But biologically speaking, we are designed to survive. So all of the things that are, you know, all of the ways in which we are built is for us to survive. And one of the ways to do that is to do the things that require the least amount of energy, hence why we procrastinate. So we as humans, we have to understand that we will naturally gravitate towards activities that are quote unquote safe or that don't require as much energy. And in terms of speaking English, that will be, you know, listening to podcasts or watching TV shows and just doing things that don't take a lot of energy. But the thing about these things, these passive activities, is that they're not very effective. What is effective is if we, you know, passively learn something, but then we turn it into an active practice. We start to actively learn some, something. We don't, we don't just consume a language, but we actually start using it and living in the language. And I guess active learning and passive learning is similar to input and output. So input would be things like reading and listening, like for example, listening to a podcast or watching a TV show. And output would be things like writing or probably even, yeah, writing and speaking. But the thing about these things is that, for example, listening, although most people would think it's an input, it can also be an active practice. Like for example, you can start to actively listen by maybe if you watch a movie, you can take down notes of the vocabulary you're unfamiliar or you can start shadowing. So even though it may seem like a passive activity because it's input, you are turning it into an active practice. So even activities that may seem passive at first glance, they can be turned into an active practice. But this also works the other way around. an activity that may seem like it's active, like for example, speaking can also turn into a passive activity. Like for example, if you speak about the same things every day, if you practice English or you talk to yourself, 
And the only thing you talk about or practice every day is an introduction. What do you like to do? What are your hobbies? What do you make for a living? For a living? And these things, they can get quite passive, especially if it's easy for you. If it's getting too easy and you don't feel like you're needing to use your brain a lot, that's probably a sign that you're falling into the trap of passive learning. So we need to keep in mind that in order to actually improve and make strides in our English, we've got to turn our passive learning into some type of active activity. So I want you to do this exercise. If you can, just grab a sheet of paper or you can also do it online and type, type your answers and make a list of all of the passive activities or all of the things that you're doing right now, all of the activities that you're doing right now to learn English. Maybe it's watching movies, maybe it's listening to podcasts, maybe it's, I don't know, reading books, whatever it is, just write it down. And then I want you to separate that list into passive activities and active activities. So maybe passive activities would be things like using an app, watching a couple of videos or reading books. And active activities would be, you know, shadowing or writing down example sentences about vocabulary words you're unfamiliar or making flashcards or talking to other people. So I want you to write that down. And chances are you have a huge list of passive activities. And don't worry, because my list of passive activities is also pretty big. But the good news is that we can turn all of these passive activities into an active practice, which is going to be far more effective and efficient to reach our goals and to eventually reach fluency. So maybe right now, one of your passive activities is reading. I want you to think, how can I turn this passive activity into something that's more active? So in this, in this example, you could turn it into a more active activity by reading out loud or by being on the lookout for vocabulary that you're not sure about the meaning or the pronunciation, writing it down. And then after you finish a chapter, make sure that you look, look up the definition of these words and then make your own example sentences. Or another way you could turn reading into an active activity would be every time you finish a chapter, just record yourself summarizing that chapter in your own words. So you see how a simple passive and ineffective activity can be turned into quite a quite a quite an active and effective activity. It all comes down to how you how you use the resources you have. Or let's say another example. Let's say that you love to listen to podcasts just like me. So maybe a way to turn this into a more active practice could be once again to shadow the conversation. Maybe you can, when you're listening to these real life conversations, you can shadow them. You can just stop them, repeat it, and do these shadowing exercises. Or you could also look for vocabulary and expressions that you're unfamiliar with. Or you could, after each and every episode, you could stop the audio and ask yourself, what are my biggest takeaways? What did I do? And just like there is passive and active learning methods, there's also one concept that's known as your passive and active vocabulary. So your passive vocabulary would be the expressions, grammar structures, 
grammar structures, vocabulary terms that you know, but you're not so sure how to use. So for example, if you listen to that word on a podcast, you'll probably understand and you don't feel the need to look it up, but you're not so, you don't feel comfortable using it. Whereas your passive, sorry, your active vocabulary are the words, expressions, and grammar structures that you are familiar with and you can naturally use in a conversation. So to give you an example, for me, the word conundrum, even though I know more or less what it, what it means, and if I listen to it on a podcast, I don't feel a need to look it up. But if I were to use the word conundrum, that would be a challenge because it's not in my active vocabulary yet. But the good news is that you can turn your passive vocabulary into your active vocabulary. I would say that nine times out of 10, it's not that you lack vocabulary, but you lack active vocabulary. And the way to solve this is not to learn new words, to look up lists of advanced vocabulary on the internet, but it's actually to turn your passive vocabulary into active vocabulary. And how do you do that? With active learning methods. So let's say that you're learning the word conundrum and maybe it's in your passive vocabulary. Well, you, what you could do to start turning it into an, your active vocabulary be to start using it. So maybe think about, tell yourself, I'm gonna think about five example sentences using conundrum. Uh, okay, the it's a conundrum. How do you solve the happiness conundrum? I don't know, because to be honest, it's a word that I don't really understand. I know it, like word conundrum has something to do with problem, but you get the point. Just start, you know, using all of the passive words and turn it into an active practice. I guess that another thing about that is that it reminds me of the pyramid. There's a pyramid of learning that says that you learn 5% by listening to something, 10% by reading something, um, by demonstrating something, 30%. And one of the best ways to learn is by teaching other people, practicing something by doing and by discussing something or debating something. So maybe you can take a look at that. Just look it up. It's a learning pyramid and see how can I use these last three methods on the bottom of the pyramid, which would be to teach other people to practice by doing and to debate something so that you can start actually learning and improving in your English. I guess the most important here, the most important thing to mention here is the importance of embracing the challenge. I know a lot of times we run away from challenges, but actually challenges and hard things are something to be embraced. It's, it's good because it, these are opportunities to learn. So if, for example, you have a hard time talking about, I don't know, your feelings in English, instead of saying, oh, just screw it, I'll never be good at it. No, work on that, improve that, see it as a challenge. So let me give you an example. I love neuroscience, but I know that on a very passive level, I don't really know how to talk about these things. So if you were to tell me, hey, could you give a presentation about neuroscience? I would be like, oh, that's definitely a challenge. And instead of running away from it, I should actually embrace it and start looking for methods where I could start actively learning about this topic of interest. So maybe something that I could start doing is debating about neuroscience, 
teaching about neuroscience and it doesn't have to be a specific person it can just be to the internet maybe i can start teaching on youtube but you know what i mean just turn every passive practice into something that's active because i would say that a very small minority of people actually reach fluency but i guess as i always say you don't need a special gift or talent to learn languages you just need to have the right mindset and learn to embrace the difficulty and i know it may be uncomfortable to ditch these passive and ineffective methods because they're safe they keep you in your comfort zone but if you truly want to reach fluency we've got to eventually ditch these methods of course we're still gonna have to get some type of input but we also need to make sure that we couple it with something active with an active practice so yeah that's the episode for today in summary just start to see if you are struggling with fluency how is your ratio between passive and active learning maybe you're learning learning too much passively and maybe you could start learning more actively and see how you can turn your passive activities into something that's more active and most importantly learn to embrace the challenge the difficulties because that's what's going to help you grow and improve so that's all that i have for today i hope this you learned something on this episode and hopefully it inspired you to think about your learning methods and maybe you can now start tweaking and you know pinpointing the things that you still need to improve and you're going to see that just now that you discovered the difference between active and passive learning you don't need to study uh, much more no the idea of active learning is to learn or to study smart not study let's not call it studying but to learn in a smart way rather than studying for a long time you could be spending i don't know six hours passively listening to a podcast but maybe you can turn this into an even more effective practice when you're just studying or ah, once again i'm using the word studying when you're just learning for 30 minutes but it's an active practice so it's really about being efficient and making the most use out of your time i hope this episode was helpful let me know if you have any questions and i'll talk to you on my next episode